0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to uh, winter edition of the J and J NY Baseball Show. I know it's been uh, been a few weeks since uh, we've last spoken to everybody, and uh, I mean, truthfully, that's what happens when the twenty sixteen baseball season is cut short, ends abruptly for both the Mets and the Yankees. So we wanted to start off this week, this uh, episode of the J and J NY Baseball Show, recapping the twenty sixteen season a little bit. Um, talk about the World Series and uh, a hearty congratulations to the Cubs. And then we'll talk a little bit more about uh, what's going on in this offseason, the hot stove, things like that. So, first and foremost, congratulations to the Chicago Cubs. How crazy is that? They finally
1: won. What an amazing World Series. I mean, th- this was one of the, the greatest World Series, I would argue, in the history of baseball. The fact of the matter is you had well, two especially teams. especially Game 7. Two teams that had... You know these huge droughts. I mean, they have the two largest droughts in historic. Yeah. Historic. I mean, of professional sports. Yeah. Not just you know, the current droughts in professional yeah. sports. Now, this now the Cleveland Indians have the longest
0: drought in all of baseball, in all of baseball, in in football, and hockey, and basketball. Could you imagine if the Indians did win though, and the Indians won, and the Cavaliers won the basketball championship in the same year?
1: Don't look now, but what the about um, a Cleveland year. The, the Cleveland Indians are a team to watch going forward. They were in the World Series without. Carlos Carrasco with Danny Salazar pitching out of the bullpen. Yan Gomes missed most of the season and batted one like ninety. One ninety, yeah. In a horrible year.
0: No, they're a good team. Um, they they're certainly a really good. Team. Michael Brantley. Yeah, he was third up. in
1: the MVP. He was playing in eight games. Yeah, he was you know, hurt all like, year. Tyler Naquin was their starting center fielder because they didn't have anybody else to put out there. And I mean, he was a
0: rookie of the year candidate, though he's pretty good.
1: He is pretty good, but Tyler Naquin isn't yet Michael Brantley. I mean, think about That's think correct. about the people they put out there. Rajay That's Davis. One of the biggest home runs in World Series history, even though the
0: Indians didn't win that game, that was one of the coolest moments I couldn't believe what I was watching. Rajai Davis, who probably has under 20 home runs in his entire career, hitting a home run to tie the game up.
1: I mean that was that unbelievable. was unbelievable. Really game
0: seven. I mean and, and, that game seven to me was one of the best baseball games from a pure fan perspective, one of the best games. You'll ever see.
1: So, Rajay Davis. To win it all. Rajay Davis's career in 11 years, 55 home runs. All right. He hit 12 home runs this in year. How many so years? Think about this. How many seasons? 11 seasons. Yeah. 55 home runs. He hit 12 home runs as a Cleveland Indian this year. So, for a second, he's hit about a fifth of his home runs in one year for one team.
0: For a World Series contender.
1: Right. And he hasn't, he's never hit a home run in the playoffs before. So. Pretty crazy. It was, it was amazing. It was just an amazing, amazing World Series. And um, so,
0: I mean, congratulations to the Indians for making it there that far. I mean, they absolutely. swept their way through the playoffs as well. They, they played great. There was great. no competition in great. AAL for
1: them. But look, this is really 108 years. It's about the Chicago Cubs now. I'm sure you remember the um, there was an ad for MLB The Show on, on Xbox or PlayStation or whatever, one of those video systems a few years ago, where there's a a... Um, a celebration of the Chicago Cubs winning the World Series and it was a guy crying because he won the World Series with the Cubs on his game system
0: yeah
1: I mean it was actually pretty cool watching the celebrations in Chicago there were five million people at the parade they dyed the river blue um I have a friend who actually works in Chicago and he said that the city was literally going nuts and I, I live in New York City and in New York City People were cheering when the last out was made. I mean, that, that, that just shows you, A, how much of a baseball town New York is. Best town in the world. But B, the fact that Chicago Cubs fans are are really everywhere. I mean, it's it's an amazing,
0: amazing, amazing feat. It, it really is. I mean, it sure is, absolutely. And let's be real. They they were the best team all year. They were the only team in the MLB to, to break 100 wins. Chris Bryant, the MVP. Anthony, Anthony Rizzo, Rizzo, who's just as good. I mean, the defense was was crazy. This guy Addison Russell is going to be an unbelievable shortstop. Yes. And, I mean, the all-star team was pretty much comprised of the Chicago Cubs all year. They made the midseason trade for our oldest Chapman. They could have had a Cy Young winner, but Scherzer won it from the Nationals. Mm -hmm. I mean, they had the best players across the board um, with the best statistics and and when, their, all, look, when all said and done, they won Their coaching staff really
1: got yep. the most out of them I mean, that, Joe madden he's, he's, he's the master at this And I, Look, I wouldn't be surprised if next year we're sitting here And it's the Chicago Cubs versus the Cleveland Indians Not at all, it wouldn't surprise me at all because. Well, I hope not Chicago Cubs Let's go Mets Chicago Cubs, <laughs> the, only, the only person they've lost uh, In this offseason is Jorge Soler Because they got Wade Davis to close out games now Correct you know, they, they, they've arguably just, arguably just flipped the guy. Uh, also, to note, Jorge Soler was extraneous for the team because they have another guy in the minors, I'm forgetting his name, something Ramirez, who was, I think, Eli Ramirez or Eli Ramirez, whom the Yankees were given the choice of him or, Tor, um, Tourette, or Gleybar Torres. And they were given the choice of, of getting one or the other the Yankees chose Torres, and Ramirez stayed in the... In the Cubs' system. So he's coming, you know, up the pipeline. Albert Amora Jr. was a top draft pick, and he's the fourth outfielder now. Yeah. I mean, Solera really wasn't needed on this team anymore right. after they signed Hayward. And
0: they got a guy who they, they needed. And they got Wade Davis. They need a closer, and Wade Davis, over the past few years, has been <clears throat> lights, wh- out. lights out. He's got like a 1.1 ERA over the past few years. Granted, he wasn't a closer the entire time for the Royals. Greg Holland was there until he got hurt, mm-hmm. which Greg Holland, he's a— Pretty uh, pretty attractive free agent name going around these days. But they the Cubs pick him up, and they look like they're you know still re- raring to go and ready to potentially repeat as World Series champions this coming year.
1: Absolutely, and look, he's he's due ten million dollars this year, so they really. You know, it's, it's not a ton of money in the grand scheme of the closer market as we're seeing now. Correct. But when you look at it, Davis's ERA's last three years, he's 2014. He had a, a one ERA in 2015, the World Series year. He had a .94 ERA, and then last year when he was hurt and he had an off year, he had a one eight seven ERA, which is still among the top you know pitchers in baseball.
0: For an off year to have an under two ERA. It's pretty darn good. Pretty
1: solid. So, anyway, congratulations to Chicago Cubs. Let's talk about Theo Epstein for about 30
0: seconds. Yes, we can. Wow. He's He's the best. He's the best. I mean, he's taken two cursed franchises and made them world champions. You know, he's got to go next. Where's that?
1: Cleveland Browns. He's going to switch to the Cleveland Browns? Like yeah. Paul DePodesta. Yeah. He's got to go to the football and he's yeah. got to fix that team.
0: He probably, if there's one person he that could. could do it, it's probably I, him. I, I, I would, if I were the
1: Browns, if I were the owners of the Browns, I would pay Theo Epstein whatever he wants. Throw money at him. Yeah. To either to, consult, to join, however he wants to do it, whether it's under the table, off the table, through the sky, however they do it. Yeah. He is the guy that they have to go
0: after. Now, if you're talking about throwing money at, at people. I've been advocating for this for weeks and months and months for the Mets to give Johannes Cespedes whatever the man wants. We know he opted out of his contract after he had a great year with the Mets this past year. Yo got what yo wanted. And the Mets did it. They actually did it. Four years, $110 million, which is a lot of money by all means, but Joanna Cespedes is gonna get his and the Mets are gonna get theirs. Now, Ioannis Cespedes was probably the best free agent on the market this year. We all know how good the Mets are with Cespedes on, their, on the team. We know how much the fans love him. We know how much, how much power he has in his bat and his gold glove potential out in the outfield. I mean, this guy could do it all. And the Mets got him for a reasonable price for not too many years because this guy could have easily demanded a fifth year or even a sixth year on his contract, but four years, 110 million dollars, seems like a match made in heaven to me. And as a Mets fan, I am absolutely ecstatic. Well, you should be because he is the best
1: player on the market. Fun fact for not everybody. on the market anymore. Well, it was was the best player on the market. But fun fact, Ioannis Cespedes is my height, five five ten, maybe a little under five ten. He weighs about 70 pounds more. Um, just shows you he's he's. All muscle. But
0: Hence why he's a professional baseball player. Professional
1: baseball player who, who hits 30 home runs and bats 280 and leads the Mets to the playoffs in the last two years. But he, he was the best player on the market. Um, and, and this is a market with Jose Batista, who's also had some, some great years, and Edwin Encarnacion, who's had some great yeah, years. I get that. A lot I, of power wouldn't, hitters. I wouldn't want either of those guys over Cespedes. No way. Based on how the, the, the New York fans have responded to Cespedes,
0: He's one of ours. And he
1: he is the guy they have to keep. Now I know that there's been the Jason Bay signing was that. terrible, and and there's been some outfield you know, Curtis Granderson. He's, he's been good, but he hasn't been as good as they wanted. I mean, Cespedes. All indications point to Cespedes being that good
0: for that long, and he's also only thirty one. Yeah, I mean they they're gonna get him through the prime of his career. By thirty five, when his contract's up, he's out. Or the Mets still re-sign him for another few years if he's still performing as he potentially could and probably will be. I mean, this guy is as good as they come, and he is a New York Met, and we don't have to worry about him. We, we've locked him up. We've signed him. We don't have to do this dance again of off-season will they, won't they kind of thing. Johannes Cespedes is a New York Met for the next four years, and I, for one, cannot be happier. No, Let's talk a little bit about some other Mets related off season things. Neil Walker accepted his qualifying offer. Um, so he's back on the Mets for another year, coming off of surgery. So even if he's not coming off of injury, I think seventeen point whatever million dollars for 0. Neil point zero. Yeah, whatever it is for Neil Walker, I think that might be a little bit of an overprice. However, I'm okay with it because Neil Walker was having one of the best years of his career. He's only on a one last year before he got hurt. He's only on a one year contract, so he's certainly motivated to to produce the numbers that he did um, before he got hurt. He's above average well, defensively. He's going to
1: have a cespitus type year because he's playing for a contract. He had a reasonably good year last year. He would have put up career highs in hits and home runs. Home runs he already did for home runs, by the way. Tied his career high. I'm you would say, you would have put up better numbers if he had played more than 113 games, if his back didn't... Didn't give out. You would give out, but... Yeah. Whoever the Mets back doctors, by the way, I don't know. It's Tough. With, with Wright and and, and, and Walker, yeah. but the point is, the Mets also, I'm sure, are very happy that sort of, they didn't lose a second baseman because they traded away Dilson Herrera. They're now... Gonna trade? Excuse me. They're gonna trade Jay Bruce away because yeah. they they have too many outfielders. So yeah. Basically, so, so they show... just gave away three players. Well, that's so I'm, okay. I'm sure they're happy that Neil Walker, oh, overpaid, underpaid, whatever we want to say about him, is gonna be their second base for next year.
0: Listen, it's not my money, so whatever. You, whatever the Mets feel comfortable paying. It's your you money.
1: We... You as a, as a fan I, 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 pay right, to go see right. the games. Yeah, you ten... have a stake in it. You have, you know, skin in the game, as they T- $10 say. Ten
0: dollars here, ten dollars there. You know. Whatever they feel comfortable paying him, fine. I'm happy to have him back as a fan. I mean, listen, let's be real. This is a Mets team that's going into 2017. That's pretty much going to be the same team as 2016. Plus (laughs) Jose Reyes. Yeah, and this is a team that made the playoffs, made the wild card, lost in heartbreaking fashion, but made the playoffs, albeit with a ton of injuries. I mean, coming into 2017... We're expecting. I mean, Neil Walker's going to be back. Lucas Dude is going to be back. David Wright should, is, be back. should be back. Exactly. There's no way that a guy like Travis Darno can have as bad of a season as offensively as he did last year. And then we look at the starting rotation. Matt Harvey should be back. They're saying he's going to be fine. Jacob deGrom will be back off the DL, Steven Matz will be back off the DL, and even Wheeler Zach and Wheeler. Bullpen. Yeah, so I mean, we're looking at a fully healthy team and just as I said, Travis Darnot, there's no way he can have another another that bad of a year offensively again. There's no way the Mets could have this many injuries again. There's just no way. Well, and even the if they them. do, right. even if they do, there's still the depth to make it through. Okay. We're talking about guys like Jose Reyes. We're talking about guys like Wilmer Flores. Juan Ligar is a gold glove center fielder. I mean, the depth is there as well to make this team a TJ Rivera. I mean, we're talking about guys to pro- who can produce, who have been tested this past year and helped lead the team to the playoffs. We could do it again. We're primed and ready.
1: The worst thing for the Mets happened last year, and that was their big pitching four-headed monster, three-quarters of it was out for the year. Yeah. Okay? I think, remember when they said a few years ago they didn't realize how strong that their, their pitchers were when they had Syndergaard and DeGrom and Harvey and Mass, They didn't realize how, de- how much depth they had. Sure. They didn't realize that Kesselman and Lugo were going to be that good. Because if, they, if, if, if there wasn't a team... If the Mets didn't have these five guys who are the you know the, the five prime pitchers, Gesellman and Lugo would be the 3-4 or the 4-5 on the Mets.
0: Yeah, for Period. sure. And they could be a 3-4 or, or 5 on many other teams, on the, too. I'm
1: sure the Colorado Rockies would love to have Gesellman or you For sure, but you know, Sandy Lugo.
0: Alderson has said that these guys are not available. They um, shouldn't be. You should keep them. For sure. They can provide help in the bullpen. They could be option a and option b as soon as somebody gets hurt which knock happens on wood, in baseball it knock happens, on wood, it happens for sure um so i mean that's where the mets stand right now i mean the only thing that they need to do is they, they have a crowded outfield they have cespedes conforto granderson jay bruce and juan lagares five five quality players for three spots and the only real Real need that I see is more bullpen help. So the talk is now trying to find a trading partner um, for the Mets to trade away Jay Bruce or potentially Curtis Granderson. You know, I'd prefer to trade away Jay Bruce, get an ML quality relief pitcher back. And then split the money back You know, the money saved from Jay Bruce's contract Sign another reliever I've heard of I've, I would like a guy by the name of like Brad Ziegler Or maybe re Fernando Salas Exactly He was great when the Mets picked him up last year So The Mets have a few more things that they could do to you know, really make them a complete, well-rounded team with a lot of depth, and I totally trust Sandy Alderson can can get it done. So,
1: in the spirit of the winter meeting, Chicago White Sox have been trading away
0: a ton of people. Quick question, Jamie:
1: Would you trade Jay Bruce for David Robertson straight up?
0: Well, I certainly would. I don't know if uh, I mean, they, they I don't get know the, if the White Sox they would. The, they
1: get the salary relief, yeah. right? Because Bruce would be a free agent. They get the salary salary relief from the Robertson contract so that they can sort of free another roster spot and get one of these young guys up there. I think the Mets, I mean, look, the, the White Sox are trading away everybody. They're trading yeah. away everybody. You know, the equipment manager should watch out. He might get yeah. traded next. I mean, yeah. th- th- that, that's a team that the Mets should be talking to if they're not. I'm
0: sure they are. They have people who are smarter yes. than me who are running the team. But, uh, I'm sure that the, food the, for thought. I'm sure that the names have been floated for sure. Um, but, you know, we're talking about the White Sox as well. Um... One thing that the White Sox did that kind of directly affects the Mets is they made a trade with the Washington Nationals. And the Nationals have been on record this year or this offseason about wanting to upgrade the team and this and that. They've been striking out left and right. And to me, the trade they made with the Nationals to trade uh, Lucas Giolito and two other prospects. Reynaldo Lopez was another great pitcher in the system. For a guy, for Adam Eaton... It's a terrible trade. Now, this is no knock on Adam Eaton because he is a serviceable player. He will, be, he will be a good player for the Nationals for sure. But the Nationals were also linked to making trades with those same players for guys by the name of Chris Sale and Andrew McCutcheon. I would... That's got to be the trade you try to make. Absolutely. I mean, look, Adam Eaton's had some,
1: some really good years the last year. You know, the... The statistics don't say it. All the advanced metrics will tell you that he had a 6.2 war last year, which was, I guess, 11th in in the majors. I get that. I really get that. But the fact of the matter is, Adam Eaton, maybe you trade Giolito or Lopez. You don't trade both, and then you don't give your sixth best prospect away either. You don't just trade the farm for a guy. They traded, in total, 18 years of team control for a guy who's going to have three left.
0: Yeah, and for a guy who will play good defense for you, and he's good, he's good. Two eighty, you know, it's a, it's a good move. Special,
1: good move for the Nationals. Just they didn't, they shouldn't have given up. But you players of, in the system.
0: You bring up David Robertson, and it, why can't the Nationals demand David Robertson back in that trade as well? Right. Especially when their closer, Mark Melanson, Signed with the Giants, no longer the Nationals' closer,
1: and they're gonna and, have to give up a draft pick to get Jansen now because the
0: Yankees got Chapman. I mean, there's a whole system at play in here. Yeah. It's uh know. it seems like pretty poor management to me, but as a Mets fan, I am it's a good move. I am happy that the Mets will have to deal with Adam Eaton next year as opposed to Julio Chris Sale. Lopez. So. Or or as opposed to Andrew McCutcheon. So You can ha you can have Adam Eaton. i I can live with that.
1: That happens. And we mentioned the um the Chapman deal. That's the big news coming out of the Yankees camp. Five years, eighty six million. Big money. A lot of people think that um the Yankees had this grand plan all along that they were going to trade Chapman and then re-sign him, and Brian Cashman's been on the record you saying— You could
0: listen to other episodes of the J&J and Y baseball show. We've said that, too.
1: You know, we've said it, and the truth of the matter is, I'm sure the Yankees—somewhere in the Yankees' brass, they said, hey, if we trade Chapman, we can get him back. But what's amazing is when you think about how they got Chapman, they gave up four middling prospects for Chapman. We're able to trade Chapman to the—, to the um, to the Chicago Cubs to get back what they gave up for Starlin Castro, and they were able to re-sign Chapman. They basically gave up four middling prospects for all these players, including our oldest Chapman and and Starlin Castro and Adam Warren and all these guys. I mean, it's really unbelievable. Um, And it's also great that the Yankees signed a five-year contract because the Yankees expect that they're going to be competing at the back end of that Chapman deal. They expect... Clint Frazier and Mateo and Torres and Gary Sanchez and Byrd and Austin and all these guys are going to be there and productive and the Yankees are going to have some serious firepower in two, three years that they're going to make a run. It's really an amazing, um,
0: yeah, and an especially, amazing, amazing day, especially, I mean, you know way better than me, but as the Yankees fan growing up, you have Mariano Rivera, you have the best in the business.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now that he's gone... I mean, come on. You want the best in the business. Right. You, you pair him with Dylan Batances. And look at that. You got your one-two punch back together again.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, Batances could have probably been the closer. It could have been fine. But got to roll this chat. Meeting. I mean, the guy' career has a 2.0 ADRA. He's been an all-star every year except for last year. And arguably the only reason he wasn't an all-star last year was because of the domestic violence, excuse me, domestic violence incident that uh, came out earlier in the year. But this is a guy who comes in, he lights out, he helped the Cubs win World Series this year. I mean, he is a really, really, really good player. And
0: the Yankees the, the, made a great move today. The one thing you got to hope for is that our oldest Chapman, who just got paid, you got to hope that it doesn't have, have like a Darrell Revis effect. Darrell Revis, after the Jets traded him, and he was a free agent, signed with the Patriots for a year, won his, World, won his Super Bowl, and then after that, the Jets signed him, and Darrell Rivas has looked like a shell of himself. I mean, let's not get started on how bad the Jets are, so, but you got to hope that our oldest Chapman doesn't win his championship with the Cubs. And then just and, fall off the rails. And packs it in and gets paid, and that's that. So look, let me ask you a question, right? He came from Cuba.
1: Presumably in Cuba, these guys make like $150 million, 100, excuse me, 150 million $150 a month playing professional baseball in Cuba. He flees for his life, comes to America. First of all, if he doesn't think he hit the jackpot just being free and, and living this type of lifestyle, I don't know if well, I don't know if he'll ever be satisfied with anything. You're right. No, that is for sure. But you know, talk about the money. I mean, he made a million dollars as a 22 year old when he probably thought he would never live a free day in his life. He made eleven, eleven, and in, 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 you know, eleven million three hundred twenty-five thousand last year as a 28 year old. I mean. The fact of the matter is he's made 33 million in his career. He probably believes he's already hit the jackpot. Anything else yeah. is just gravy. It's for it's for, you know, the Scott Boris's and whoever his, his agent is to to get their payday in. Yeah. I don't, I I think
0: I mean he could live I think he'll he could live he can live Three lifetimes with, with what he's what with what with he's got now. And, and each of his
1: kids and grandkids go yeah. three lifetimes also.
0: And the fact is, he's the best in the business. He throws harder than anyone. He deserves it. He's a world champion now. So, I mean, that's a great move by the Yankees to not only make the trade originally, pick up the prospects, but re-sign him now too for a long-term deal.
1: And, you know, the Yankees right now with the whole um, the American League East, right, so... The Red Sox have really made the noise. I know that Wilson Ramos signed with the Rays, but they're not really going to be competitive for a while. And Toronto is losing people. They only signed Morales. We are
0: talking Wilson Ramos.
1: Good for the Mets. Good Good for for the Mets. Mets. Bad for the Nationals. Things I like to say. But the the Yankees, the only team I think they really have to worry about right now in the American League. And and the Orioles are going to either re-sign or re-sign Trumbo but they've still got other, other hosts fill in the rotation re-sign right but the you, Red Sox are the, are the best team right now in the American League East it's, I believe it's them and it's Houston in the West and it's Cleveland in the Central those are the three teams that are the best teams in the American League the Red Sox got you know Brian Cashman said they got their Kevin Durant now you have yeah. Chris Sale David Price Rick Porcell is the 3 starter. He just won the Cy Young. Steven Wright's the fourth starter. He was an, an all-star last yep. year. Um, I mean, Clay Buchholz is still a pretty good pitcher, and yeah. he's the fifth starter. He was the ace, you know, yeah. supposed to be
0: the ace. Yeah, I M- mean, the Red Sox made, made a the statement. Move. They made the move of the offseason for sure, and they you know, they clearly said, it's time to win again. We need a w- we're winning now. And look
1: at that young core, right? You have that young core. You have the Mookie Betts and Xander Bogarts and – even Jackie Bradley, Bradley right, Jackie Bradley, Benintendi, um I you know he's not young, but Hanley Ramirez had a, a good year last year. They traded Travis Shaw for um, for the reliever on the I'm forgetting what's his name. Yeah, the reliever on the um, on the Brewers. We're gonna look that up.
0: Oh, uh, Tyler Thornburg. 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 They yeah. traded for
1: Thornburg. The reason they did that, no disrespect to Tyler Thornburg, is as much as they think that Pablo Sandoval is gonna be able to play third base again. And that he's going to come back. And look, Thornburg is a good player. But this week is really about the Red Sox commitment
0: to winning through Chris Sale, through their expensive contracts oh, that absolutely. they think are going to be able to play. Absolutely. And I mean, it was, the, it was the opposite for the Indians, right? The Indians loved their bullpen. Mm-hmm. And what, what, I mean, when you have a guy like Andrew Miller who can pitch two plus innings every night, as all you Yankee fans know, mm-hmm. that's something that you want to lean on. But the Red Sox with this starting starting rotation, I mean, I as a Mets fan know how great it is to have um, to have a starting rotation that other teams fear and other teams are jealous of. But they made the move. Look at this. You have you can get you can go from a Price Sale
1: Porcello right to a Thornburg to a Craig Kimbrell. Craig Kimbrell.
0: I mean. If you're talking about win, that's not you can't win against. those Yeah, you're talking about um, you're talking about Aroldis Chapman as being the best and Kenley Jansen up there. Craig Kimball is just as good as these guys. Absolutely. absolutely. Even if a guy like David Price has an off night, guess what the Red Sox can do next day? They have somebody else come in and they put the the, the, the door down or that night. David Price has an off night. That's okay. Hanley Ramirez will hit a home run, and Dustin Pedroia will drive in three, and before you know it, they win eight to two.
1: Yeah. Or eight to
0: seven. They win eight to seven. Where David Price gives up six or seven runs, they'll score eight or nine, and they'll still win the game.
1: You can can make an argument, a legitimate argument, that the only spot the Red Sox have a weakness is their catching position. But even at the catching position, they have Christian Vasquez, who was a top prospect a few years ago. Blake Swihart. I know they're moving to the outfield now, was another top prospect. Sandy Leone hit like 300 last yeah, year. Yeah, he, he was a great I mean, average hitter. That, that's the weak spot on this team. So, so
0: let's talk a little bit about what else, what's on your wish list for the Yankees?
1: Well, I don't want them to, my friend and I were um, talking, we don't want them to, f- to freak out and overpay for somebody, so they, they got Matt Holidays, so they got that DH, I think it's a better move than getting Carlos Beltran, who went to Houston, better okay. move, I think it's, it's fine, he's on the team for one year, he'll mentor some of the guys, maybe sign him for next year, whatever, but it's one year, low, not risk. Ex- jump. low, low risk, very low risk, and high reward.
0: And he won't have to play the outfield, so, no, right. less risk of injury,
1: A roll this Chapman, I think it's a good move. I always get, I always feel funny when they pay a guy that much money. But fine, they did it. Money He's going to be well fine. Spent. I money think it's well money spent. well spent right yes. now. What I want them to do is to not make any of these crazy moves. they got to keep this young core intact. They've got to allow these young kids to play. Yeah. Let them play. Let them develop. Let them build. I, I, I love the Yankees as much as anybody, and I would love for them to be competitive and to and – to be a contender this year. They might. The way it is, they but, probably will but, be. But they shouldn't at at the trade deadline say we're going to bundle a Greg Bird, you know, and and whoever else for Jeremy Jeffress on on the Texas Rangers because they need another relief pitcher. Like yeah. they shouldn't take guys who they've gone at lengths to keep in their system, and then trade them to get some guy who may or may not help for the short term.
0: I agree. I completely agree. What about you with the Mets, and, Jamie? And for the Mets, my wet, my wish list is to, first and foremost, find some clarity for the outfield. What are we going to do with Jay Bruce? Who's going to play center field? I mean, right now they're saying it's Curtis Granderson. I mean, a, a pipe dream, but certainly doable would be to, get, to trade both Granderson and Jay Bruce, make a play for Dexter Fowler, who's a free agent. That would be pretty nice. Everyday player, everyday center fielder, leadoff man would be pretty nice, but seems like a lot to do, but at the very least, clarity in the outfield, clarity in the bullpen, especially because Jaurice Familia, our amazing closer, facing some legal issues right now. I know the charges have been dropped, but that happened with Jose Reyes last year, and Jose Reyes received a 51-game suspension. And so, Chapman. And exactly, same with the to Chapman. So, you know, we'll see what happens there. So we're certainly going to need some more, some more late-inning help. I mean, regardless of what happens with Familia, we can't just rely on Familia and Addison Reed again. So we're gonna have to have some more depth, and then maybe sign a, another uh, another starting pitcher as well. Especially, you know, with all the unknowns coming back from the injury, and Zach Wheeler being the biggest unknown of them all. You know, potentially signing a veteran starting pitcher. I mean, Bartolo Colon is, is now gone to the Braves, but somebody of that ilk cut from the same cloth, that would be great for the Mets as well. But otherwise, the Mets are coming back in with pretty much the same team as they had last year, which made the playoffs. And for me, that makes me happy. Well, folks, spring training is really not that far away. It starts earlier this year because
1: of the World Baseball Classic. So there will be more baseball to talk about, and and we'll be back soon. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook. You guys know the drill. As always, let us know your thoughts on my baseball show at gmail.com thanks for listening and we'll see you next time
0: on the J J baseball at J and J NY baseball show. Take care everyone.